fight for their right to party. Yeah. I guess that's cool. I think there are better things to fight for your right for. Yeah. Partying's all right, I guess. Well, I guess if you can't party, then what can you do? A lot of other things. Like, I party almost never, and I do so much other cool things that isn't partying. Well, party in the sense of maybe just enjoying life and not just living on necessity. Is that what partying is? Yeah. I party all the time. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, um, you have not heard Mr. Adam West yet. That is because he is sick. He did not look well, although he's got some cool new glasses. Did you see his new glasses? I did see his new glasses. They look good. And he got a, a shave, so he's barely recognizable, honestly. Yeah. It was like a very Clark Kent moment like for me. He looks like a baby. Yeah, baby. A baby head. Five o'clock shadow. <laughs> He's like a 30-year-old man instead yeah. of a 40-year-old man. Um, so anyways, you just get me and Dylan this week, which, I mean, is really two-thirds better than nothing. But we could have just yeah. not done one this week, I guess. We're awesome compared to Dog Turd. I'm awesome compared to a lot of things better oh, yeah. than Dog Turd. Yeah, but I wasn't wrong. True. Very true. Anyway, this week we are going to talk about Extra Life, which we did over the weekend, and it was lots of fun. And we are also going to talk about BlizzCon, which happened over the weekend, I think, when we were not watching things about Blizzard. Um, we are going to talk about how you could make money playing Red Dead Redemption Online. I mean, probably not, but maybe. Who knows? I don't know who you are. Um, you can also now buy the new Xbox Elite controller, which I think you should be buying if you have $179. And Apex Legends has a firing range now. In case you're wondering, based on the things I just said, there is not much news going on. We made up for that by having a crap ton of questions. We've got one from Vinny. We've got one from Jill Coleslaw. Mr. Polite. Turned down for what? The Prince of Pringles, who has been waiting for his question for yeah, a like, month now? We kind of got... Adam's gone. Ah, oh, shoot. Should we just do it anyway? I don't think we can because it it kind of ruins the whole, like, three... Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Eddie. you got to wait another week, man. Um, if Adam's not here next week, we will get a substitute player. And we will do this. And we will do it. I don't care. We'll call you if that's what it comes that's, down to. Yeah. If, if that's what it comes down to, we will call Eddie. We'll have him come on. Uh, we also have a question from Jacob. So, And then so many cheat free games. Like I scroll through my list, and it goes on forever. You will be able to play... If you do not buy a game this month, you will be inundated with cheap and free games. So you'll be good there. Uh, first, though, we are going to talk about uh, what we've been playing. What have you been playing, Dylan? Is it the same things I've been playing? Well, should we start with the things that we played together? or Did you play things besides that? Because I certainly yes, did not. I did play Luigi's Mansion quite oh. a bit because it was released on Halloween. Why don't you start with Luigi's Mansion? I also played The Outer World. It's still very good, and I love it a lot. Okay. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is fantastic. Uh I don't know why it's such an enjoyable game, but it is. I guess it's because it, maybe it's just so different than other games. Um, like, not many games, you go for a ghost hunt. I, and just that by itself is fun. Now, have you played the other ones? I played Dark Moon on the 3DS. I never played the first Luigi's Mansion. See, and I think I've played that one. Is it? It's Does it have like a... Is it super short? Because I remember playing a Luigi's Mansion game, I thought. But it's also a possibility that I played the Haunted Mansion game. Like, do you remember the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy? Mm-hmm. They made a game based off of that, and it might be that that I played instead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't think you've played Luigi's Mansion because you didn't have a GameCube. That's what I'm thinking, too. That's what. So unless you were somewhere where there was a GameCube. No, I played it with my wife. I think I played the Haunted Mansion movie, okay. which or the Haunted Mansion video game, which was actually really good. The movie was kind of trash, but the, the video game was fun. It was just very short. Um, 
Anyway, sorry. Luigi's Mansion is fantastic. Um, I still am not far. I have played it a little bit. Um, but it's enjoyable. You're in like a hotel, though, so you're not really in a mansion. You're in a hotel. What's the difference, really? Yeah. I mean, Luigi's Hotel sounds silly. So Yeah. Um, and you kind of puzzle your way around and explore rooms and figure out how to get elevator buttons so you can go to different floors of the elevator or different floors of the hotel and you find ghosts and you suck them up into your little vacuum and um, I think I'm finally to the part where you can start playing cooperatively with oh. somebody and I don't know how that works. I kind of haven't looked too deep into it because I kind of just want to see what it is but i was gonna say something and then i reconsider it but i think i'm gonna say it anyway is dylan i would like to suck ghosts with you that is something that you might have should have considered to say or not say. not saying um, well but um yeah you've now you've now suggested it. sucking ghosts so in the um, vacuums with vacuums right yeah the, uh, yeah um professor egad and his I can't remember the name of the the device in which he sucks ghosts with. It's a vacuum. It's a ghost it's a, vacuum. It's just a Dyson. It's the just Dyson a ghost vac. Uh, my wife actually had a like a, a vacuum salesman come to our house yesterday, oh, really? which I did not think that was a thing anymore. Oh yeah, I let them vacuum my house when they come. Interesting. And then I say, no, I don't want your vacuum. But my house is now vacuumed. That's very smart. He actually did not, or she, I think it was a she, she did not actually have a vacuum with her, which seemed weird. Um, yeah. But would not leave. Like, Yeah, they were super pushy, but I had nothing better to do that day. So I was like, yeah, sure, you can vacuum it. And then they vacuumed it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. I don't really have that kind of money to buy your really expensive vacuum. Because they're sure like two it's grand. Nice. Yeah. Did it do a good job? I guess, but so does our vacuum. Right. So. Yeah, I have like a 13-year-old Dyson, and but it's I great. I actually was very concerned when this person knocked on my door and insisted on selling me a vacuum, but they didn't have the vacuum with them because apparently they have someone following them around in a creepy white van that they pull the vacuum out of and bring it in when you actually want to see it in action, which is everything that a horror movie would have in it. Right. Um, and generally... We don't like those things no. these days. No, especially absolutely like people not. don't just come knock on your doors, and so it's better than the knife salesman that like came to my dad's house when my brother and sister were little. I tried to sell you knives door to door. Yeah, yikes! And I think luckily, I don't know if he was a legitimate knife salesman or just crazy. A dude with knives. Yeah, but luckily my dad was at that time very studly, <laughs> so that guy would have lost probably. <laughs> um, so he didn't. You, no one got stabbed. I, exactly. That's good. So, I think I'd prefer I crazy knife salesmen, though, to the people that try and sell you magazine subscriptions, to be honest. Yeah, I, I actually would use a knife. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Or vacuum, maybe. I don't think the like the pages make good toilet paper, so... Mm, I don't know. Anyway, um, we, in addition to playing Luigi's Mansion, which Dylan and I are now going to play together in some sort of awkward way. It'll be great. Um, We played a bunch of games of Extra Lives. Extra Life? Extra Life. There was only one life. Yep. Um, Most of those games we have played in the past, so I don't think we need to talk about most of those, correct? Yep. Duck Game, you should play Duck Game. Yep. Uh, Stick Fight the Game, you should play Stick Fight the Game. I played that for the first time. I had never played that before. Stick Fight the Game is excellent. that was pretty funny. It takes a little minute to warm up to. Yeah, it's kind of like a... 
it's actually made by Landfall Landfall Studios. I want to say who are the same people that make Cluster Truck and the same okay. people that make um, yeah, makes sense totally accurate battle simulator. So it's got yeah. that kind of wacky physics right. that those games it have. Kind of feels like uh, it reminded me of Gang Beasts a little bit. Yeah, too, it's got that Gang like, Beasts physics. You're not, yeah. You're not quite in the real world. You're in this weird. Yeah, things are heavier than they should be, but grav like everything's heavier, but gravity is less at the same time. Sometimes, so it almost counteracts itself. Yeah. But I don't know. Those games are both super cheap. Duck Game and Stick Fight are both like I think sub fifteen dollars, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think you can get it on the Switch. You can get too. Duck Game on Switch for twelve ninety nine. Yeah, I think you can get Stick Fight. Not on the sixteen Switch seventeen too. Canadian. Switch apparently has a or uh, Stick Fight the game also apparently has a mobile version that's pretty good. Interesting. So I don't know. Anyways, play those. But what we're going to talk about is uh, Killer Queen Black, Aqualungers, CD Run, and Hot Shot Burn. Should we start with Hot Shot Burn? Yeah, it's your favorite it's still game my ever. Favorite game ever. It's um, dope. It's a let's see. So it's a top down. Com- let's see a top down competitive shooter with hero characters kind of like Overwatch like imagine if Overwatch was was top down but it was just deathmatch right and it's I don't know what you call the game where it's like you get shot once and you're dead like to me that is a type it's like duck game it's like um, at sundown but it's like your hit points is one one right and to me that is a genre of game and I don't know what the name yeah. of that is. I mean, I, I would say it's realistic, but at the same time, you can also play it as a cactus that shoots right. its It's kind of like dodgeball. Yeah. It's kind of like tag. It's real fun, though. You, um, uh, you, each, each player has a first, a first dairy weapon, <laughs> primary weapon, and a secondary weapon. Usually your primary weapon's like a shotgun or an Uzi or a whatever, but it has limited amount of bullets until you reload. Right. Um, depending on how strong your character's weapon is and their ability, you may have two shots or five Five shots. Yeah. Like, I played with, uh, as a dude with a shotgun a lot, and he only had two. Uh, but you only need one, to be honest. Right. So, uh, and then you have a secondary weapon sometimes. Like, either it's, it's a... It's not necessarily a weapon. It yeah, is a, a secondary thing. Right. It might be a shield. It might be a dash. It might be a... You get flame on your butt, and you run really fast. Yeah. Or you might shoot cactus spikes out of you, or you might turn invisible. Yeah. So it could be anything, really. It could be an offensive or defensive ability. Yeah. And then it just drops you in these kind of varied levels um, some of them are pretty straightforward, just a level with things to hide against. Some Obstacles, of them are like long grass you could hide in, yeah. or uh, bouncing warp doors. Off, yeah, warp doors, bouncing walls that yeah. will um, deflect your shots. So you can kind of play pool uh, yeah. and, and shoot your your weapons off of the wall. Um, but I think good at geometry. To me, what really separates it from a lot of other games is the way they score each match. So you get a point. I said, well, there's nachos all over each level. Little Those Dorito chips. Yes, yeah, so you get a point for picking up the nachos. You get three uh, points for a kill. Yeah. And like if you are the King Slayer, so you beat the person who won last round, you'll get like five points. Yeah. Um, so it's not just about your kill count yeah so to speak yeah, and you can get like style points if you kill someone very right. stylishly I don't know exactly how they grade style right. but sometimes you get style points and it's the first person to get to 40 points but or 50 the, points I think is it 50 I think it used to be 40 when we played but it, it was 50. 50 this time yeah and uh but the thing is, is once you get to 50 points, you stop earning points, but you have to win the next round. Right, you and have to so, win a round at 50 points. 
And so what happens is, is when one person hits 50 points, the other three people go like, okay, we kill that person first. And then we can catch then up. Then we kill each other. And then everyone catches up and it becomes like 50 to 50 to 50 to 48. And yep. it's like everyone feels like they did well. No mm-hmm. one, even if you have a bad game and you're like, it's like 6 to 48, like you might catch up yeah. really fast. But it gives you that kind of fun to like, uh, when I used to play like a lot of like 3 and 3 basketball, I mean, you'd have done the same thing. The, you know, first one to 11 win by 2, right. where all of a sudden the end score for your game is 24 to 26. Right. And those last 15 points were just frantic. It gives right. you that feeling. It's it's really good. I would recommend it. It's out now in early access. It's 15 bucks. It's 15 bucks, and it's a, every time I've looked at it. It has been on sale, yeah. and I think it is on sale now. Yeah, very good game. Um, it's coming out on the Switch later this year. Yeah, which so. I think will be so awesome yep. to to be able to have on the Switch. I think it's perfect for that. Yeah, um, and to be very specific, like the hero characters, I think is also very important to this game. Agreed. I think having the flavor of each little champion, whereas like. We played At Sundown, which is a game I really liked, and I think I really liked it until I played this. And I think just the difference between having a guy named Bongo (laughs) versus picking the shotgun. Like, I think being Bongo is so much more fun than being a sniper. Yep. And just being like, you just pick a weapon and you're a nameless, faceless character. Having the having the the flavor of a character with a name who has two different attacks and kind of feels differently yep. is is kind of what makes it too. Well, and I mean to this the and and it does do that kind of thing that Overwatch does now where no two people can be the same person. Right. Um and you unlock new characters as you go. So when you first start out, I think you only have 5 I characters think five unlocked. 5 characters, yeah. Um and there were characters that I very much did not like to play as. Right. Um, so it's, it's very different. Um, one thing I should also add, too, is that all four of these games we're going to talk about, we actually were given codes by the developers to play during Extra Life. So, first of all, thank you to the developers, but also, you know, this is fair disclosure. They, they gave yeah. it to us for free. Um, although we played Hotshot Burn at PAX before we played it for and free. And I did go home and buy it. And it was dope. <laughs> so, and if I uh, had not thought I was getting one for free, I would have bought one too. So, um, next up, we're going to talk about CD Run, which is a game that's very hard to describe. Um, the, the developer actually popped into our uh, Twitch stream during the time we were streaming it and said that the best way he can describe it is a competitive platformer. Right. And each one of each person is a, a square, just like a, a, a just cube. a square. Yeah, with a face. And either in front of you or behind you is a course that you go through. And it, it appears to be procedurally generated, which means that and it's all made of cubes. So there'll be stacks of cubes and there'll be big open pits that you have to go through. Just think of Mario if it was just made of cubes. And between one and eight cubes get released into the wild and, and you start in this kind of like holding place and you don't know which direction the level's gonna go um, and then like it starts and all of a sudden there's a level in one direction and if you go, if you get left behind off the back of the screen or if you go too far forward off the front of the screen or if you fall down a hole you lose, you lose. and the person who wins is just the cube that makes it the furthest into the level and it's it's super simple, but I mean we had in the intention of playing it for like an hour on Saturday night, and instead played it for two and a half hours. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It tons of fun. The more the more people you get playing it, we we at one point had six people playing it. 
um, the better it gets. You can do things like make all of your cubes the same color, and so then you're like, which one of these red cubes am I? Right. Um, it, but which it's also, almost the funnest way to play it. Yeah, like, it's I, super it was fun. super fun to to really have to pay attention to which red cube you were. Yeah, um, but I think the other thing about it that was nice is there's literally no barrier to entry to it. It's it's two buttons. There's a jump button and like a uh, run faster button. Yeah, run faster button. So my wife, who does not play video games at all, um, played with us for two and a half hours and did okay. You know, she right. she won quite a bit of the time. You know, I mean, probably not as much as maybe someone who plays video games more often, but she had a really good time playing it. So it was fun. And I thought it was amazing how a simple concept like that there was actually some strategy to it that you would figure out like you figured out that if there were certain parts of the level because you if a block is on top of you you cannot jump yep my kid was so you can block lock people into spots as the screen's about to move and you can jump out and that person will get caught behind so there's more depth to it than you would think just like jumping through a platform yeah and the game introduces them some things that make it harder too. where all of a sudden you'll be playing it was actually all kind of based on it's called cd run and so it's kind of based on the controls of of a cd player too so there's a reverse button that all of a sudden the gravity switches and all of a sudden you're jumping on the ceiling there's a like a fast forward button that'll appear on the screen all of a sudden the the thing will move super 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 fast there's like a pause button where the game the 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 level doesn't stop but it slows way down the first time we hit it literally six people just pound out the front everyone died um it's got these kind of tricky levels when there are two people tied that it doesn't really tell you that it's going to be a tiebreaker level and you'll you'll go you'll go you'll go and all of a sudden the level just ends right and it's literally the last person to jump off off the edge as the back's coming toward you. It's like this weird game of chicken. Um, we played it for two and a half hours on Saturday, and we played it for another hour on Sunday and just had a great time. It's made, uh, I think the, it's Quack Quack Games is the name of the developer. Um, the guy's name is Mike. He's local to Seattle. I actually played this game two years ago at the Seattle Indies Expo, and he is super nice. Um, hung out with us for... Most two of hours, time, yeah. two and a half hours. His wife came on and hung out with us. It was really fun. Um, I think the game, again, is $15. I want to say it's on Steam right now. So um, go. It, the cool thing, too, is it supports like any controller you can plug into your PC. So we were literally playing it with four Xbox controllers and then two NES controllers that I bought to play my Raspberry Pi with. So get a bunch of friends and play it. It was definitely, definitely a good one. Um, did you play Aqualunders with us? I didn't, but I watched quite a bit. Yeah. So Aqualunders is an interesting game. Um, you play like a deep sea diver, I guess. And in every level, you're trying to get three hundred or three thousand dollars worth of treasure, and you get treasure by jumping into the water and then going down to these shipwrecks and like stabbing them with your stabby spear thing, and gold pops out, and then you have to swim back up to the top and put it in your treasure chest, and that's how you you win is you get three thousand golds. Um, but stopping you from doing that is first of all the other players you're playing with it's up to four players who can stab you and steal your gold and put it in their treasure chest and there's also like fish in the water and turtles in the water and a giant boss creature in every single level who's trying to kill you and the the boss creature is also trying to get their own gold so they will 
attack you, steal your gold, and put it in their treasure chest, essentially, which is just them. And if they get to 3,000 before you do, you lose. And so it's this kind of frantic treasure gathering um, game, again, that I played for the first time at PAX, and I reached out and said, hey, can you you hook us with the code? And they did. Um, It's divided into levels. So we played level one and so level one is one 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 two one three and one four one one through one three are just levels where there's different creatures different setups different you know whatever but the the boss character is all the same and then in the fourth screen or the fourth level on every section the the goals switch and instead of trying to gain money you're actually trying to kill the boss character so you and the person you've been competing with all along now have to team up to kill the boss character and and you can gather money but all the money does at that point is for every like 100 gold you gather you can get an extra life so you're given four lives but you'll run through those pretty quick killing a boss and so then you gather another you know you try and stockpile a little gold so if you die you can come back instead of just not being alive and we made it to the third section of levels, and then they got ridiculously hard. Um, we we just crashed out on them the first time we played it, and then on Sunday we played it again with Vicky, and we were able to, to at least beat the first one. We were not able to beat the second one, so it gets really hard really fast. But it's, uh, for a pretty again, for a kind of simple game, um, or at least a simple concept, it was a lot of fun, and we really enjoyed it. So check that out. I I think Aqualanders is also $15. Maybe we just played a bunch of $15 games. I love $15 Yeah, games. it's available on Steam right now. Um, again, I think just a single developer made it, so definitely worth a look. It was one of the, uh, what do I want to say, the, uh, PAX has like some picks, like PAX yeah, picks games. I don't remember what they're called, that, though. Like, they're 10. They're, yeah, like they're, the PAX 10, I think. It was one yeah, of those. I think that's what it's called. So, worth checking out. It's called Aqua Lungers. It's made by Warp Core Studios, I believe. Um, and then finally, um, this is one that we've talked about a couple times. It's one of Vinny's favorite games that he played at PAX. Um, if you are an arcade person, you may have played it in an arcade. And it's uh, Killer Queen Black, which... How do you describe Killer Queen Black? You're a bug. Yeah, it's like this... Team. So I guess it's a very interesting game because it has three objectives, so you can win three, one of three ways. Yeah. So and it's four on four. Think of it. I guess. I guess in in each stage, there's a, a starting point, and each team is made up of one queen bee, I guess, okay, I and so. three drones. And a queen has a stinger, and she can attack and kill the other queen if she hits the other queen higher than the queen hits her. So, like, think about Joust. When in, you know, when you're in Joust and you're on one of those flying ostriches, your spear has to be higher than the other person's spear in order to kill them. That's how the queen kills things. But she can also kill drones. Um, and so... In one of the win conditions is if your queen kills the other queen three times, three times you win a military victory. Now, drones can... There's these little eggs, I guess? Do you think they're eggs or beads or balls? I don't know what they are. There's these little things on each level that you can collect. And a drone can take those those little balls and either put them in a, like drone weapon station and then your drone turns into like a fighting drone who can kill other drones but can also kill the queen so your queen and one of those drones can also like band together and kill the queen three times to get a military victory or you can collect 
let's say, 10 of those little balls and take them back to your home base and you put them in little holders in your base. And if you collect, say, 10 of them or 12 of them, depending on the level, you win an economic victory. And then the final part of it is in every level, there's a snail. Which is the best part. Which is absolutely the best part. And if you get on the snail, the snail very, very slowly starts crawling towards your home base. And if you can get the snail to your home base, you win a snail victory. Right. Um, But, like, you can slow down the snail by, as a drone, you can literally walk in front of it and the snail will stop and eat you, um, which slows it down. The queen can attack people on the snail and knock them off and then someone else can grab it and drive it back towards their base like snail victories are not very common no but it was the the military victory was definitely the most 100 percent. the snail victory then probably second and the economic victory rarely happened very hard but the the fun thing about it is is you're probably trying to go for all three of those victories at the same time and, like, the fun of it is is going, like, oh, my God, we're only two balls away from an economic victory. And then you look up and realize that they've got a dude on the snail, and he's half a foot away from getting a snail victory. So your queen has to go get him off. And then one of you has to run up and grab the snail and start bringing him back. So now you can't, you know, be as focused on getting your little weird egg things into the, the home base. And, you know, the queens are killing each other and killing you. And it's incredibly frantic. And super fun. Um, the only real complaint I think that any of us had about it, I mean, first of all, the learning curve on it is, I'm not going to say rough, but I would say it took us probably five or six rounds before we really understood what we were trying to do. Um, but first of all, the, the, so this exists in arcade. You can go to killerqueenblack.com probably and find out arcades around you that have it. And there's there's like four or five of them in the Seattle area. So depending on if you if you live near a big city, there's probably one close-ish to you. The arcade version is actually five versus five, um, whereas the, the PC version is only 4v4. But also you can't play more. Like we saved it. Until we had like six or seven people ready to play. Because we're like, this will be awesome. We're going to do like a 4v4, 4v3. We'll have one PC, you know, one computerized player. This will be great. But on the PC, you can only play 4v4 local because apparently the developers don't want the PC version of it to cannibalize the arcade version. They don't want people to buy it and play it at their house instead of going to an arcade to play it, which is kind of dumb. But eh, whatever, I guess. Um, You can play 4v4 online, so I guess um, if you had two PCs and two copies of the game in your house at the same time, you could play 4v4 locally, I guess. Um, Or you can just play against other people. So, good game. It's available on the PC and Switch now for... 15 or $20? I'm not exactly sure, yeah. but in that range. Again, all these are couch co-op-y kind of fun games. Um, and all of these would also probably work using that new Steam Remote Play dealie where you can play multiplayer games with friends um, remotely if they don't support online. Yeah. Killer Queen Black does, but I don't think Aqua Lungers or CD Run does. Hotshot Burn does, though, right? Does it smoke? Does it support remote people? I can't. Remember. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, super fun. Killer Queen, Black, Aqualander, CD Run, Hotshot Burn. I would recommend any of them to you if you want to play some really fun couch co-op-y kind of stuff. Any other thing you've been playing, Dylan? Nope. Cool. Um, then let's talk about our Patreons because they are cool. They give us money every month, and if you give us ten dollars a month, I say your name right here now. Are you excited? Are you ready? So ready. <laughs> 
Operator Jack. Cool guy donated money to us from Extra Life, even though he lives in Australia and it was probably hard. That would be my guess. I don't really know. The exchange rate probably sucks, too. So, anyway, thank you to Jack for that. Joe Cole Jr., who was uh, one of our Extra Life boosters, he ha- he was on our team, but also, like, retweeted us, rehosted us, was constantly there. I mean, he was there in chat for probably nearly all 24 hours of our Extra Life campaign. So, thanks to Joe. John Tippins, who I don't know, but I know Adam knows him. So, that's cool. Uh, Megan Phillips, who finally, 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 I sent stickers and magnets and stuff to. Are you proud of me, Dylan? I'm very proud of you. I have owed her stickers and magnets and stuff for like 18 months, and she has them now, and I think that makes her happy. I hope it makes her happy. Tom McDermott also donated money to us, actually quite a bit of money. We really appreciate that, Tom. Thank you for your donations to our Extra Life team. He's also a a wonderful patron. Austin Palmer. I don't know him, but Dylan knows him. Yay! Thank you, Austin. Alan Schulte, who... I believe also donated money to us. These people are all awesome. Alan was on our team, I know. Um, maybe donated. It doesn't matter. They're awesome anyway. And Kevin Schold, as always, also on our team. So these people are just great. They do all this stuff with all of us all the time. It's fantastic. So thank you for uh, thanks for supporting us at Extra Life. Thank you for supporting us every month via Patreon. Um, hopefully, we're going to take this money next month, next year, and go to Indiana for uh, for extra life that'd be pretty dope right yes yeah i look forward to that especially because i just found out there's a punisher arcade game and hans has hans has all the games um i guess speaking of extra life we're just gonna we're gonna go straight into what dylan calls news yeah um extra life is news right yeah yeah um this year our team raised four thousand one hundred and seventy five dollars 125 of that came in like I don't know, 20 minutes ago. It was very strange. All of a sudden, yeah. I just got all... We're not of, done yet. We're not done yet. This goes through the new year. So. It's, it's not done yet. So that puts us at uh, the team rank of 279 out of every single Extra Life team that played, which is um, actually a lot. There are, uh, let's see, uh, about 5,000 teams total. So 279 out of 5,000 is nothing to sneeze at. So for all you people that support us, we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, Extra Life overall, I think, raised over $10 million this this year. I don't know exactly how much. I'm not sure if they know how much. Uh, man, the top, holy cow, the top team is uh, Magic the Gathering, raised $634,000. That's nuts. Wow. Go magic. Right? So I, I know that they raised over $10 million. I'm just not exactly sure how many. Um, but, man, what a what a cool experience. We got to play video games all weekend. Um, I played for about 30 hours. Um, we did it on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and it was just great. So to all the people that, that supported us, thank you so much. To all the people that were on our team, thank you so much. And uh, we'll do it again in about a year. That would be my guess. Maybe Maybe 10 months. We'll see. Yeah. 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 All right. Are you ready to talk about real news? Yes. So at the same time... (laughs) What we scraped the bottom of the barrel for to pretend is is news. I think this is one of those weeks where... I actually kind of think it's one of those months, honestly, where you spend... It's pre-holiday, too. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of actually holiday, holiday. You spend all of September and October talking about the games that are coming out Mm -hmm. in November and December, and then they just came out. And we're like, cool, they're coming out. Great. Um... And in theory, you should probably start talking about the games that are going to come out in 
like January or February, but I don't think we're quite to that point in the news cycle yet. So anyway, there's not a lot to talk about except for BlizzCon. BlizzCon happened, um, I think, last like Thursday and Friday and maybe a little bit through the weekend. Um, they announced a bunch of a bunch of games without a lot of details. <laughs> so, um, first off, Di- Diablo, Diablo Four, Diablo, Diablo, Double, Double, Double Fu, Double Fu, Diablo. F- Diablo 4 has officially been announced. I was very excited to see this. I was too, because apparently I was so excited I I could not say the word Diablo. Um, It's coming out for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. No word on a Switch version, even though I hear it's pretty good on the Switch. Do you have it on the Switch? I have not. I think Adam has it on the Switch. Yeah, everyone says it's great, and go you. I don't think I would want to. I, I think I really like the... PC control. I like the keyboard mouse control. Even be, I've heard the controllers work very well. I'll be honest. I actually think I prefer it on the Xbox. Um, it's better if you're going to play it multiplayer, play it on the PC because playing it like mm-hmm. same screen co-op on the Xbox sucks because every time you open your inventory, um, yeah. first of all, only one of you can open your inventory at a time, which blows for the player who cannot open his inventory. So not not a great experience that way. But it's besides that, it's great on the Xbox One. I played it both places. And it was really fun. Um, of course, unless you're playing like co-op. Not in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, it they announced that there's going to be a barbarian, a sorceress, and a druid, which doesn't seem as much as an announcement as a hey, the classes you expect to be in a Diablo game yeah. will still be there. Um, my guess there will also be some sort of like necromancer and some sort of I hope like because so, I enjoy the necromancer. Yeah, the necromancer was cool. I really liked the. Um, like voodoo dude, the witch too. doctor. Yeah, the witch doctor. Like his attack was here. I've got a jar of snakes. Snakes. Yes. Or not snakes. Spiders. Jar of spiders. Um, so they announced three classes. It looks. I'm going to say tonally and visually darker than Diablo mm-hmm. Three. Um, I know a lot of people looked at Diablo Three and were like, "Oh, it's so bright and cartoony." I'm like, "Hey, cool! This game is really bright and cartoony. Isn't that neat?" Yeah. Um, apparently, I was in a minority there. Yeah. Um, this one looks definitely darker and eviler and raw which is fine whatever i it's fine um and there's no release date at all it'll come out eventually so i I think both with this and the next game we're going to be talking about if i had to bet money it would be almost exactly a year from now so you can release those games on the xbox one and the xbox scarlet and the ps4 and the ps5 which is exactly what they did with um table of three i ended up buying it on both so it is smart um this next one's weird so there's going to be an overwatch 2 yes and which kind of just in the end i guess is just what we ultimately figured we wanted because it's like adding narrative stuff to overwatch but then all the other new multiplayer editions are still available to Overwatch 1 players. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird way of doing it. I guess maybe more I thought if they were going to ever release an Overwatch 2, it would be like The Division or Destiny where you have Destiny 1 and The Division 1 and then Overwatch and then you know Destiny 2 is a completely separate game. They have nothing to do each other with each other. And this does not appear to be the case. So Overwatch 2 um, will exist in the same 
like server universe as as Overwatch One. So if you have Overwatch One and you do not wish to pay any extra money. That is That's absolutely fine. fine. You're going to be able to play all the new characters. You're going to be able to play all the new maps. And uh, even the new PvP competitive mode, which is called Push, you'll be able to play all of those things if you don't give them any extra money. <coughs> and all of your cosmetics will come over. It so like a great deal. Great deal. But if you want to play the new narrative co-op mode, which if you've played... Any of the like PVE I can remember, uprising. Uprising was one. And yeah, there's quite a few of them. Yeah, but. which I thought were absolutely fantastic. And my guess is it'll be those with even more story. Right. You have to buy Overwatch two for sixty bucks in order to be able to play those new modes. And my guess would also be is if you want to play this game on a PS5 or if you want to play this game on an Xbox Scarlet, right. you will also need to buy it because I doubt they're going to port Overwatch. Over to right, that makes sense those systems. Too. So, pretty good deal. You can either give them money and get some new stuff and be able to play it on your brand spanking new system, probably in 4K. My guess is that there would be some advantages to being able to play, assuming they're backwards compatible, assuming you can play Xbox Scarlet versus Xbox One. There are probably some advantages from like a frame rate perspective, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but if you don't want to pay anything at all, that's absolutely fine. Again, no release date, my guess, would be roughly November 1st, 2020, if I uh, was a betting man. Um, Hearthstone got a couple of little announcements. The Descent of Dragons expansion, which comes out in about a month, December 10th. Do you know anything about that? There's I've, dragons? Yeah. I'm going to go with dragons. Dragons are a favorite, so I'm guessing there's dragons. I did. I just got a notification today that you can like pre-order now. Oh, cool! So I've I kind of fallen off of. I go in and out of Hearthstone and trying to keep up with it because it does seem to cycle about every three months or so, which is typical of card games. Sure. You get about four quarters a year of new expansions and stuff, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with every one of those. But makes sense. Um, it does sound like there's some exciting stuff happening with it though dragons mostly yeah but the battlegrounds yeah so this is another thing called hearthstone battlegrounds it's an eight player auto player mode and i don't understand that that's like the the auto chess the auto moba stuff right i think so which i don't know how those work at all i don't either and it it sounds like something i might be interested maybe do you think it's like uh do you think it's playing like football manager you know like that football game comes out every year where you choose a team and you spec them out and you make decisions about who's going to be in your roster or not and then the game plays itself and so you're it's more like managing a team than it is actually playing a team i might be able to get into that i need to try one so i at least kind of understand because i've seen it and i don't really get it adam played it we should ask him so could be interesting. Anyway, that uh, has 24 unique heroes and comes out mm, at a time that I did not write down, but I think it's soon. Like, I almost want to say it's like this was it? month. Mm. Well, enter open beta on November 12th. There we go. So there you go. Coming out in about a week. So if that's, uh, if that's your jam coming out soon, that is uh, Hearthstone Battle... Grounds. Grounds. <laughs> and if you went to BlizzCon, you can do it now. I did you not go to BlizzCon. Now. If you went to BlizzCon, you probably know more about it than I do. Right. And then you're you probably already playing now. You're like fast forwarding ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Did you know that like a ton of people listen to podcasts at like 150% of their normal yeah. speed? Have you ever done it? I've tried and I don't podcasts I don't like that so much because it makes people not sound like them uh-huh. but like audiobooks I think you can get away with like a 1.25 I, um, if it's a nameless faceless narrator that you're not familiar with I read that that was a thing and I tried listening to our, pod- our podcast faster and it made me so sad I sound so dumb uh, yeah, yeah, nope. and it, it 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 depends. I think also on yeah how fast people talk because especially if you are kind of a fast talker and then you yeah. speed it up, you like start like they're giving me way too much information. Don't do that. I don't want to sound like a chipmunk. Um, finally, uh, World of Warcraft has a new Shadowlands expansion coming out in 2020. That was a big announce uh, a couple months ago. So there's some big trailers you can go watch if WoW is your thing. Um, World of Warcraft World of Warcraft Classic, which is kind of a mouthful to be honest, is uh, confirmed to be getting world bosses and a PvP honor system next month. So that's coming in December if you were a WoW Classic player, which I I am not, but that's okay. So that's the BlizzCon update. Um, I'm super hyped for Diablo 4. I'm interested, I guess, in Overwatch 2, but I don't play much Overwatch, so whatever. Um, anything else there you want to talk about? No. No. All right. So, Dylan, would you like to make up to $10,000 playing Red Dead Redemption Online? Yes. Would you like to do it by... Proving that you were banned by Rockstar, but the ban was incorrect. No. Then you're not going to make 10 grand. Sorry. Um, so Rockstar has this program. Um, actually, a lot of companies do. Valve has one as well, where if you can find security problems in their software, if you can find ways you can hack into their software, if you can find bugs um, that cause security-related issues in their software, or in this case, if you can prove that you were banned from either GTA Online or Rock, uh, Red Dead Redemption Online, and you should not have been. You weren't cheating. You weren't doing something that was against the rules. You weren't doing ever. It was literally just a mistake in the game. You can get up to $10,000 from Rockstar if you register uh, for what they call their private bounty program. Um, there's some, you know, there's some fine print. You have to follow some pretty strict rules on how to gather information or how to report it. And also, if you are out there trying to trigger these things on purpose and you get banned, sorry, you're just banned. Um, yeah. So it's it's kind of it a... It sounds like happenstance. Like you would actually get banned on accident and be like, hey, I got banned on accident. And they're like, awesome. <laughs> Here's money. Yeah. And so there are people that um, I'm more familiar with how this stuff works for. Like, if you, like Google Chrome has this too, where you can um, kind of like white hack hack white hat hack Google Chrome and they'll give you a bounty if you find you know ways to find flaws in their software doing it for a video game seems harder and it seems like your odds of getting banned are way higher like you can't get banned from your web browser really but you can get banned from a video game but um, that being said uh, rewards start at $150 go up to $10,000 Valve has a similar program and has paid out $800,000 in bounties over the last year or two so there are definitely people not only making money doing this but uh making the world better for the rest of us like these kind of security problems are generally speaking how uh hackers hack games so there's good people fighting the good fight and finding it yep um for the right reason instead of to exploit 
Yeah, this People is thanks. fixing things like this is how they get rid of wall hacks. Fixing things like this is how they get rid of, you know, just all that online cheater crap that we don't want to have to deal with because we want to play the game for fun. So if that's your jam, go register for the Rockstar Private Bounty Program. Um, you, Dylan, have an Xbox Elite controller. I do. I have the previous gen. And you love it. I do love it. Best controller available for it's any system It's a anywhere. fantastic controller. It's great. I have one that does not work because I did not buy it. I got my dad's and tried to fix it and failed. But it Ooh. feels... Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. God, it's a good feeling controller. And I actually really like the paddles on the bottom. What do you use them for? Um, specifically for Overwatch, um, mostly because the disadvantage of a controller versus keyboard and mouse is on a controller, you do most of your things with your thumbs, meaning the face buttons. So if you want to look and jump at the same time, hard to do. You can't. Yeah. You can't because you don't have two thumbs. But if you have a paddle I button... I actually do have two thumbs. Um, I also have two thumbs, but not <laughs> on the same side of the controller. Oh, okay. Um, now I get it. Anyway, yes, I can have a jump button on the paddle. So I have my face buttons, or the A, B, X, Y, yeah. down below. So you can use Interesting. your other fingers to jump and... Uh, reload or whatever those yeah. buttons are. So you can do flashy running jump turns while still shooting. I, I guess if you have never seen an Xbox Elite controller and are wondering what Dylan's talking about with his weird three thumbs, um, the Xbox Elite controllers have little, um, I'll call them paddles, that magnetically hook into the underside of the controller um, that you can assign to different buttons. So you've got your face buttons and then you have these little paddles on the underside, which are pretty cool. Um, the new Xbox Elite controller, I guess it's just called Series 2, um, also has adjustable tension thumbsticks, It, uh, which means that you can adjust like the dead spots on your thumbsticks so you can have them either not respond as quickly or respond faster. They have shorter hair trigger locks, which um, is something that as I get... I don't know about get older, but as I play more video games, like at the end of Extra Life this week, like my f- trigger fingers hurt from just like pew-pewing all weekend, so having those shorter hair trigger locks would be really nice. It just means that you don't have to pull the trigger as far for it to actually you know, shoot or drive or whatever you're trying to do. Um, it has a wraparound rubberized grip, which, uh, from what I understand, they also have you know, a re-engineered components, is what they say. Um, the biggest complaint about the Series 1 of these is that over time the rubberized grip would just kind of detach itself from the controller. Um, I think it was kind of a localized problem, and I wonder if it was just people that play an exorbitant amount of video games. But either way, they've tried to fix that problem in this series of that. So it's $179, which is $30 more, I want to say, than the old one. It was one fifty. I think it was one fifty. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh it's expensive, but to be honest, I think it's actually a little cheaper than a lot of the other kind of pro controllers right. that usually like the scuff controllers I want to say are often one ninety nine. Um this one is cool. It does have like custom profiles that you can do. So you can I think do like the the hair trigger locks custom for different games or you know you can actually have different profiles you can actually switch on the fly with a profile button so you have three custom profiles and then one default profile um, it includes a charging dock so as opposed to the old ones That's which use batteries nice. this one has an internal battery and also has a charging dock which is really nice I actually have charging docks for almost all of my controllers now um, they also I, have a really nice case that they come in yeah which 
pretty cool, and it fits all the because it does have uh, different thumbsticks, and there's a cover for the D pad. Yep. Whether you like it to be a D pad or like the uh, eight way, yeah, um, D pad and different height thumbsticks, mm-hmm. um, which I do have one short and one long one on there. Interesting. I don't know why. It just feels okay. Yeah. I, I, I think if you're doing uh, first-person shooters, they often say that having the longer thumbsticks give you more control over like, your shooting. Yeah. So, you know, something to think that's about. That's what I do. I yeah. didn't have much reason to do it, but I tried it, and I liked it. And you liked it. it. Um, does this have Bluetooth as well? It does. Because the other one, you does actually not. have to plug it into your computer, unfortunately. Yeah, and so what I will say about Xbox controller Bluetooth is it's not good. Um, it works if you want to plug exactly one controller into your computer. Um, besides that, I actually really recommend you spend the 40 bucks on the Xbox wireless adapter, which lets you plug up to four computer uh, controllers into your PC. Okay. Um, it's a, just a little black like dongle that you get that yeah. uh, does. So those make it way easier. I actually found out this weekend that I actually have eight Xbox One controllers total. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You had eight. Yep. <laughs> it's way too many. Um, and this also does come, though, if you do need to plug in, it uh, is a not, has a nine-foot cable in it. These are not micro-USB either, like most of the mm-hmm. all other controllers. Everything. Yeah, both the PS4 and the Xbox. This is actually USB-C. Like, like the, the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Switch. So USB-C is faster, so it, it will actually charge faster. It can push more power into something like this, so they'll, they'll actually charge faster. And it's just slightly less obnoxious than micro-USB, I guess. Like, it, it fits in both ways, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it comes with a 9-foot cable, too, so if you need to sit back from your TV, you can do that, too. Um, next up, Apex Legends. Have you played that since launch? Um, I haven't played since my... Uh 66% win rate. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So you played exactly I've, once. I've played three games, yeah. and I've won two of them, which is... It's pretty good. Pretty impressive, and people are still pretty impressed by me. So when I say I got a 66% win rate. I guess I wouldn't screw that up either. Either way, <laughs> uh, new version 3.1 just came out, and one of the things that it introduced is firing ranges, which I think every game like this should just right. automatically have. Um, being able to go in and mess with the different weapons, see how they work, see how to equip them, see what the different options are, see, see how... See what the characters do as well. Exactly. Um, it has, you know... Uh, target dummies and all the weapon attachments you can load in all by yourself or with a squad of people so you can test out just all sorts of different stuff. I think it's really an an important thing to add. So good on Apex Legends. It also uh, introduced a duos mode. Apex by default is a three-player game, correct? Yes. Um, Which... And its its downfall is there's no other option. Yeah, exactly. There's no single either. Right. There's no single... There's no duo, you and you have to be three. So yeah. you can't just duo and play against threes like the other games. Too. Yeah, so um, it will auto fill with a with a person. Right. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Like I've not had great experience playing with yeah. a third on that. Even though I do really like the the system they have where you can like ping. Oh, I love a yeah. lot of things about this game when I played it. It's I that's the only complaint I would really have is that they forced you to play, which to a degree I like that too because it allows you to design a game around not just. Because I think at some point playing by yourself 
has sort of certain detriments to it uh, because it, it creates that like camping game yeah. where you're literally just hiding in this house until the circle closes in on you, which isn't exactly what you want either. So I, I think the problem with three is it also the, like the downside of three means that if you die first. Um, you could spend a lot of time waiting. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but anyways, they introduced a duo feature. It is a kind of a, a short run feature. It runs uh, essentially the 5th, which for you is two days ago, um, through the 19th. So you actually still have some time to get in and try duos in Apex Legend if that is your thing. But you can also go try the firing range while you're, you're there. So Next up, we are going to talk questions. Yes. Our first question is always... From. Always from hey, yo, Vinny. We don't. So Vinny, uh, first of all, Extra Life did great, raised a bunch of money, did a uh, 24-hour marathon. It was fun. Watched a little bit. He did a great job. Um, he also has a video game podcast. It is called uh, the VIP Gaming Podcast. Is that correct? That's correct. And... As he submits questions to our podcast, I submit questions to his podcast. And I I think this is cheating. He just took the question I asked in his podcast and asked it back to ours. Is that cheating, Dylan? Uh, no. I told him I'd allow it. So anyway, his question is, is what are your top three video game franchises? What do you think? Grand Theft Auto. Good choice. Also, probably. I mine. think it's probably my number one overall. Yeah, probably. Um, although I would also say Mario is a pretty Mario's good pretty franchise. Good pretty good franchise. Um, I think the problem I have is I play a lot of single games, like the Halo franchise. Not in my favorite franchises because I've literally played one of them. Right. <laughs> um. I've only played Far Cry 5 in the Far Cry yeah. franchise. So I, this actually might be a hard question for me. I've only played yeah. Gears of War 5. <laughs> I've thought about this quite a bit, and it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint. I definitely think I'd have to pick Mario as one of them. I've played most Mario games. I don't think I've played Sunshine. Is Red Dead a franchise? I mean, I guess it is. Yeah, I've played both games. of those, and I really liked both of those. I do those. like Borderlands. <sighs> you know... I really liked Borderlands 1, and I enjoyed Borderlands 2, and I kind of fell off Borderlands 3. Yeah, I haven't 3. played Borderlands 3 enough, so I guess I can't say that because I liked 1 a lot. Yeah. I liked 2 a lot, but it it was just the same th- thing, so I don't... Maybe maybe I can't answer Yeah, Borderlands, Borderlands is hard. Like, I enjoy it, and I kind of enjoy it. It's kind of funny, and it's kind of fun, but, like, those games didn't grow much for me. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't probably choose, like, an Assassin's Creed. Like, those games are fun, but... Mm. Elder Scrolls? Ooh. Fallout? Fallout would be a great franchise to pick. I love 3-4. And, like, 76 was okay. Yeah. I like New Vegas. I don't know if I can pick Elder Scrolls because that's, like, Oblivion and Skyrim because I, I tried like... Morrowind, but I couldn't get into it. And going back to that is no. impossible. No. You were, like, what, four when that game came out? That game was not... Yeah. You're not going to... Yeah. Um, I Yeah, the Skyrim games would be good. Um, I just... I have a problem where I just don't play... 
a lot of games in a series. So yeah, yeah there's some, definitely some good stuff out there, though. Um, I made Vinny next week. I told him he picked three, and I, unfortunately, I have not listened to this week episode of his podcast yet because I'm running like three months behind on podcasts right now. But I told him that his question for next week is he has to choose which of those three podcasts or which of those three franchises he chooses to remove from this world. But oh. the caveat is, is he knows it existed, but no one else believes him. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. That's a fun question. <laughs> All right. Next up, Joe Coleslaw. Um, he wrote a paragraph. I mean, like, it was probably more like four paragraphs last week to ask this question. I missed it. Um, I condensed it a little. The SteamWorld Dig franchise. Go. Oh. All the SteamWorld All, games. Yeah. Can I call um, the Castle Crashers games a franchise, <laughs> even though there's only one Castle Crasher, yeah. but I also really like every other game they've made? Yeah. Does that count as a franchise when the games aren't related at all? No, but... I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Joe Coleslaw, he says, what do you think about games as a service just expanding the game themselves and not going into sequel territory? For example, instead of making The Division 2, just sell a $60 expansion of the game and keep the original world to go back to within the same ecosystem. Instead of, instead of spending three years to expand Destiny 2, just sell an expansion. Do you think in this economy and environment that would work out better? How far could you see this business model going if it takes off in the first place? Hmm. I would prefer if video games worked that way. <laughs> I would too, and it's interesting that this is kind of how it used to work a lot on PCs, I think, especially. Like, you would have these expansions. I mean... But maybe, is that... WoW did it that way. Right. Um, maybe that's all I'm thinking of, is just WoW. But I mean, I mean, that's what DLC is supposed to be. Right. Kind of. But they kind of... But now they've kind of got away from that, and it's just like games come with three extra pieces of content in the next year and then we'll yeah. make another one. Yeah. I the reason I think this would be great is because I really liked the division one. Mm-hmm. Um and they keep adding new stuff to it that I will never play because once the division two comes out, the division one is dead to me. Right. Um I feel the same way about Destiny. I really, really like Division One and I never I don't think I even finished the uh that third expansion, the one that I can't even remember. That's how yep. how much it, it was it impactful yeah. upon me. Um, but I really love Destiny 2, too. And so I really wish there was the ability to just either either doing like Overwatch is doing, where, hey, I bought the sequel, but the first one is still part of it. You know, I mean, right. Destiny still is in the same world. Um, yeah, it's set in a, you know, like yeah, nine months I in the future. that old game? Yeah. I would love to be able to say, hey, I'm loading into the Division 2, and hey, there's some new content over, you know, because the Division 2 takes place in Washington, D.C., and the Division 1 takes place New York? I thought it was D.C. No, the second one's in D.C., but the first one's somewhere else, but I don't remember where because it's been too long. But either way, I would love to say, hey, I'm going back to that other area to do this new content. Um, or even just replay old content, you know, grind somewhere else, play some different missions. I think that would actually be really good. I, I, I like your idea, Joe. Do I think it would work out better? No, probably not. Uh, well, or let, let me rephrase. Do I think it would work out better? Yes, I think people would really, really, really like it. I don't think game developers would really, really, really like it because it just makes it even harder to... I mean, first of all, you have to think about a game is written in an engine. And then a sequel is often written in that same engine, but a completely different version of that engine. You know, the difference between um, The Division probably... Is the Division, it's an EA game, right? Right? No. No. 
Who makes the division? Ubisoft. Ubisoft, right. So I don't know what their engine's called. Um, yeah. They have one, but I don't remember what it's called. But either way, you have to assume that between the Division 1 and the Division 2, they revved the version of that engine. So the games are probably just flat-out incompatible with each other, and they're not going to patch that game forward in order for it to work. I mean, and how exactly would that work? You know, you'd... You'd buy. Do you buy a second disc? Do you buy when you want to load the first disc? Do you have to get up and change the disc out? Like, there's a lot of hurdles in the way of it. Yes, I 100% think it would be a better system than the system we have, and I would love to be able to do it. Do I think it would actually work? Mm, Probably not. Yeah, I was thinking like, and the nature of how fast technology moves. I guess like the speed in which. And, like, okay, think of yourself as Ubisoft, and we've made the division, right? And then, or let's say we're on division two right now, and we know the next generation of consoles is upon us. What so, do you do? Right. You, now, you can't really make more division two content because you just have to go make division three now, yeah. right? I mean, in a perfect world, games as a service would mean exactly what you think it means. That you have a base game and you just keep adding new things into it. Whether that means via DLC, whether that's a a season's pass, whether that's, you know, whatever. But I think the reality is is at some point, a project like that gets so big and beefy and overloaded and whatever that you just kind of have to fish and, you know, cut bait and, you know, go into the next version. I think it's going to be... I know the promise of Destiny is like, this is a game you're going to buy once and you're going to play it for 10 years. And yeah, you're probably going to pay extra money over those 10 years, but I just don't know if that's really realistic unless that game... You know, if if they launched a game, say, next November, next December with... um, Xbox Scarlet and the PS5 and said, hey, this is going to be a game that exists through the life cycle of this console, that might be a promise they could keep. Um, But it also assumes that people want to keep playing it for that long. Um, It's hard to keep people interested in playing the same thing over and over and over again without a community around it. Like, I think that's why WoW works is because people don't necessarily play WoW to play wow they do it because that's where their friends are you know you go on and you're talking you're chatting you're hanging out with your buddies and yeah that that exists in something like the division like there are people that you know their raid crew are people that they hang out with every day but how many people do that um and the same thing is is wow is supported by a 15 dollar a month fee you know how many people would be willing to pay five or ten or fifteen dollars a month to play destiny and I don't know if it can exist without that kind of economy. So, I don't know. Uh, final thoughts? You good? Yep. All right. Next up, Mr. Polite, who is exceedingly polite in our Discord. He comes in so like polite. once a week, and he drops a very polite question and then leaves. And we do not see him again until the next week where he comes in and drops another question. Unfortunately, he was so polite last week that I missed his question, and so we're answering it right now. Uh, he says, recently I tried to show my kids some classic games. Some games are still playable and enjoyable today, like Mrs. Pac-Man. Uh, I suppose Ms. Pac-Man, sorry. Uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Mario, Zelda, etc. But my goodness, GoldenEye did not age well at all and that sir is an understatement yeah. <laughs> um, is there a game or movie TV or board game that you picked up years later that ruins your nostalgia for it yes <laughs> any game in the PS1 and probably most of the PS2 era <laughs> yeah 
It was, yeah, I think specifically the N64 yep. PS1 era. The PS2 Xbox era, a lot of the stuff is still playable. It just doesn't look fantastic. Yeah. Those early Polygon games are shockingly bad when you go back to them. Yeah. I mean, just shockingly bad. But I also think specifically playing shooters on the N64 because you had one analog stick. Yep. You moved with the C button. (laughs) Um, It's weird and backwards because you used your left hand to look, which we use our right hand to look now. So it's... It's weird. It's weird and it feels very strange and... I think that to some degree those things are just a product of time too. Like I think pixel games, um, especially kind of platformy games, uh, stand the test of time way better than... Anything that tried to be 3D. Um, those yeah. early 3D games. I mean, you look at, like, early... I mean, GoldenEye or Tomb Raider. Like, those people's heads are made up of, like, six polygons. Yeah. And then they just, like, bump-mapped a, a face onto it. It's horrifying. They're yeah. absolutely terrifying. So, I, I think outside of that, I'm... I would say there's a lot of movies and TV that end up that way for me, yeah. too. Um, even things, like, I really liked... Um, like I'm a big I, I love Kevin Smith huge Kevin Smith fan and I went back and watched um, if you did not know Clerks was an animated television show for f- six episodes I want to say oh, really? they are exceedingly funny um, or at least I thought and then I went back and watched it and I'm not saying they didn't hold up because they are still very funny but they use a ton of just like really ableist slurs and stuff that I was like Ooh, I don't I don't know if I want my kid because I was I'm I I talk about Kevin Smith all the time. My kids like, can I watch his shows? I'm like, no, God, no, 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 you can't. I'm like, wait, this is a TV show. It aired on like NBC. You could watch this. And then I like, we watched the first two episodes. I'm like, man, I don't think you should be like using the R word in front of my 12 year old. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of like 90s movies didn't age terribly well. Um, it depend. It really depends on the budget. Of Absolutely, said things because it, it's it's weird, and I think specifically like that eighties nineties television. Yep, television specifically was really bad because they weren't shooting. They were shooting on like video and yep. not film. Like that's but, why movies from the seventies look fantastic still, yep. um, but. TV from like the 80s and the 90s just looks like turd, we, which is unfortunately like, um, I know a lot of people that are really into Doctor Who, and yeah, the old episodes I, those are bad. I was never, I didn't even know what this was. So someone's trying to show me this show, and I'm like, I can't watch it because it's just the production value is not there. And at this time in my life, I can't watch it. Um, the new episodes are very good. Go watch. Like the the It TV miniseries, whatever it is, because the original It movie wasn't a movie. Really? Yeah, it's a it's that. a multi part TV. It's technically a TV movie, I think. Sure. And the budget show, like it shows because it looks terrible. <laughs> um, I uh, we've been watching uh, a handful of. Uh, whose line it is anyway mm-hmm. um, but the British version that aired in the 90s and first of all it's super weird whenever you turn on something and it's in 4.3 right. like, like I've got this giant TV I'm like, wasting oh, like yeah. 12 inches of the side on each of it but it's SD too and so it just like looks like like a vaguely blob shaped Colin Mockery like doing something funny I think right. um, so I mean I think a lot of them hold up 
not just because of I mean like I think one thing I'm shocked about is just like 80s and 90s content too like things that you would say on TV and things that you would say in a movie that you probably would just not say today um, regardless of rating um, there's just like I don't want to say PC culture but like to some degree PC culture has probably for a lot of the right reasons just say like we don't make fun of those people anymore you know these different groups of people we don't say some of these things anymore so it's kind of weird um, when you go watch them and I think also like the other weird part is people don't realize that PG-13 rated movies are a relatively new idea Mm -hmm. I think the first PG-13 rated movie was like Gremlins or Gremlins 2 and so you know back in the day your choice was PG or R (laughs) so some of those PG rated movies are way more adult than you'd think they were every once in a while we run I'm like that's rated PG my kid will love this and I'm like well so anyway yeah sometimes sometimes looking at the past is not not yeah. great. Uh, turn down for what says what current gen game could you see twenty years from now having people wondering what the hell were those people thinking? Death Stranding was a suggestion. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll look back and be like, "Yep, that's it. That's the one." My guess is that it will be kind of similar. Like if you think about looking back right now, so we're looking back at late nineties games. Um. We look at games today and go like, oh my god, these games are so realistic. They're just shockingly realistic. And I think that people 20 years from now will go like, oh my god, these games are so hideous. Why are all these... I've seen the same texture a hundred thousand times now, you know? Um, Or... You know, 20 years from now, we'll be watching games on our, you know, 16X or 16K TV, and you try and boot up, man, those 1080 games. Ugh. Right. So ugly. Or, you know, they'll be super widescreen, or they'll be super not widescreen, or everything will be VR. Or games or something stupid like that. Yeah, you know, and so it's, I think what will impact games 20 years from now will be people going, like, technology has changed so much in 20 years. Um, how how have they kept up? I mean, the other option is is twenty years from now is nineteen you know twenty forty. So a good portion of the Earth will be on fire, and we'll probably be in the midst of like seven civil wars. So we may be like I pounded these two rocks together, and a video game yeah. came out. So I wonder like if we'll still use a controller or something, or like how I I mean. Something like that, like the way you play a game, like people be like, what's this? Yeah, I think like, well, like they'll pick it up and be like, what is this? Think about even just controllers. Think about every time you pick up an NES controller like, and go like, this thing's tiny, first of all. It's kind of sharp on the edges. This is not a great it's not ergonomic usability experience. Um, I would not be surprised at all, if, yes, if uh, controllers are just better, more yeah, ergonomic. Or some, yeah. Feel better, or maybe it'll just be, you know, like everything's haptic. So, you know, you put on a, your power glove and... Right, we're going to go back to that. Or maybe, you know, it'll just be, you know, it picks up on your thoughts. You wear a cool, like, helmet, and it just, like, I want to run forward, <laughs> and you just run. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, uh, 20 years is honestly probably too far into the future to actually think about those things because the th- in five years something else will happen and you'll be like yep never would have thought of that yeah yeah it's uh technology works at a, a strange and furious pace so if if i had to guess anything i would guess that you will play a lot more games on small portable devices that uh are incredibly powerful that uh 
have a input mechanism that is better than on-screen controls. And people go like, man, I can't believe you just used to sit on your couch right. and you know play games with this weird controller on a giant TV. That's weird. Um, even like, you can't say this, but like I watch my kid play games and he plays games incredibly different than I do. Um, he still plays the Wii U a lot or even the Switch and he doesn't ever plug the Switch into the TV. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I'm like, dude, there's a 65 inch TV right, right there. Literally, you could be playing that game you're playing on that giant screen right there. He's like, nah, I'm good. Just curled up on the couch playing on a, you know, on a Switch in handheld mode. So I wonder if that kind of thing will change too. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, sorry, Eddie, we're skipping you again this week. It's not because I don't like you. We like you a lot. You wrote um, a very specific question that needs all three of us to facilitate. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not your fault. It's a great question. I'm excited about doing it. I guess, let me, should, have you guys teased this question yet? Uh, no, I don't think we actually. So I'm going to tease this question so you all can think about it for uh, another undetermined amount of time that might be a week or might be six weeks. Four years. Uh, Eddie says, uh, it's draft season. Adam, you're representing Sony PlayStation. Cliff, you're representing Xbox, as I should be. And Dylan is Nintendo. Each guy picks five characters from a list. You can offer a trade after each guy has five characters. We will, see Mar- will we see Mario riding a warthog in a Halo crossover? Will Kratos have to save the Mushroom Kingdom? Good luck. And then he gives us a list of characters. It's like 15 characters. So what we're going to do is we're each going to draft a team, and then we're going to make a game out of it. Should be very good. I'm excited about it, but we all need to get together to do it. So, finally, last po- question is from Jacob. He says, uh, make a band consisting of four video game characters. What genre are they? Who's playing bass, electric guitar, drums, and singing? We could add another person if we wanted. So I guess like we could add like a piano player slash tambourine player. Yeah. Are any... Game characters inherently musical. Yes. Donkey Kong is a drummer. Yes. <laughs> that was my go-to. He even brings his so own drums. I am, I am managing a band that is kind of an experimental avant-garde band a la Mr. Bungle. Excellent. Um, called Death Stranding. <laughs> um, Donkey Kong will play the drums. Obviously. We, we actually listened or to a lot of Mr. Bungle last week. The Congas. The Congas, yeah. Um, Donkey Congas. Yes. And because in there was a special guest appearance by a real musician local to the Seattle area in Sunset Overdrive, I am drafting him to my band to play guitar. Excellent. King Buzzo of the Melvins. Yes. Um, I think we get um, Jack Black's character from... Yes, Eddie Riggs. Eddie, which makes me think I've actually... We've done this question before. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like it, two it, years in ago. Some other, <laughs> yeah, in some other world. So he could sing and also play guitar? Yeah, like some sort of... He plays rhythm, probably. Yeah. Plays rhythm. So we've got... Uh, so now we need a bass player. We need a bass player. Someone to slap at the bass. Slap at the bass. Um, I would take Funky Kong if we wanted to double up on the apes. Um, he's got long arms. He can slap at the bass. And his name is Funky Kong. It's a hard not to choose him, but I don't know if I want to... Yeah, it seems like that's weighing kind of heavily on, uh, on non-human primates. Right. Um, I don't know if you... I mean, the plus side is you can just feed them, you know, pay them both in bananas. Mm-hmm. So that probably makes it cheaper. Um, but I'm trying to think of who else could we get to be a bass player. Hmm. I was stumped on the bass. Bass is hard. I mean, bass is not actually all that hard, but... Uh, 
Why don't we just get Flea? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your band. We're uh, an avant-garde experimental rock band mm-hmm. named Death Stranding. Yes. Could we get Norman Reedus to like, could he play tambourine for us? Yeah. Could he deliver us a tambourine yes. along with some sort of weird backpack baby? Yeah. I don't know. I was also I was also thinking we could uh we could work Mike Patton of Mr. Bungle into this because he has voiced video game characters. See? It works so for we me. We could just have the Left for Dead zombies and perfect because he did the voices. Or uh one of the people from Portal. He is the voice of one of them. Oh. So could, that would be kind of funny to have a robot fronting this band. Could we get GLaDOS to be like a background singer? Yeah, see? I love the All the Portal robots. The Portal all of them. The Portal song, the like song she sings, um, still alive. It like it's on my actual like playlist, it comes up every once in a while, and I adore that song. So good enough. Yeah. Uh thank you, Jacob, for asking the probing questions about bands. Um that's it next week. We'll get uh, we'll get Eddie maybe next week. Nope. We uh, did our podcast. I, I don't want to say early last week, but we recorded on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday, um, and that meant that we missed every single <laughs> game with gold, PS Plus, yeah, cheaper free games. We missed literally all of them. So what we're going to do for about the next oh, five or ten minutes is just talk about games that you can get for cheap, which is cool. Um, Games with gold. Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter. I have not played any of the Sherlock Holmes game, but I hear they're very good. It's an Xbox game. Uh, comes out uh, available now through November 30th. The Final Station is available November 16th, which is my birthday for you keeping track. Through December 15th, it's an Xbox One game. I've heard that's very good. I think it's kind of an adventure point, uh, not point and click, but kind of adventure, walking sim kind of game. It's supposed to be good. Uh, on the 360, uh, backwards compatible, you can get Star Wars Jedi Starfighter, which I don't know anything about, but it is available now through November 15th. And Joyride Turbo, which is the 16th, again, my birthday, to the 30th. How many times do you think I can mention that it's my birthday in this podcast? More. Done. <laughs> On Game Pass, they have not announced much yet, which makes me think they will probably announce more soon because that's the weird way Game Pass works. But November 7th, which is actually the day this podcast comes out, you will be able to get Subnautica on Game Pass. Subnautica is a very, 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 very fun um, underwater survival game that I have been playing on PC for about two years and really like. Um, PS Plus. If you are still a PS Plus subscriber, you can get... How do you pronounce this game, Dylan, do you think? Persona? Or Neo? <laughs> Sorry. I would have nailed Persona. Neo? Do you PlayStation think Now and PlayStation Plus are similar. Similar things. Uh, PlayStation Plus, it's, an, it's Neo, I think. Neo. N-I-O-H. Yes. Um, there's a sequel to it, I believe, as well. Neo 2? Yeah, I don't really know much about this game, um, except that I don't know how to pronounce it. And it's got kind of a weird-looking dude with some cool bangs um, yeah. on it. So, That's what I remember about it. Yeah, good. Uh, and then Outlast 2, which seems like a weird game to release in November when you instead could have released that game in October. <laughs> but hey, who am I? I? I don't even know. So get Outlast 2. It's a game so scary that they kickstarted diapers for you to be able to play, uh, to wear while you played it. So yeah. I've heard it's good. Uh, that's your PS Plus games for this month. Uh, PlayStation Now which, uh, yeah, they, these are the new... So they're adding three kind of premium games to PlayStation Now uh, for, I guess, the foreseeable future. So last month it was like Grand Theft Auto, 
No, was it? Yeah, Grand Theft yeah. Auto and Uncharted, something else, I don't remember. Those are available through January of next year. These are the new ones that are going to be available through February 4th, 2020. You get... Persona 5. Persona 5, um, which... I've heard is good from people who like those games. Absolutely, and there's a it's about 100 hours, so you, if you start playing now, you might be able to beat it by February 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get Middle-Earth Shadow of War, which is very good. Um, I actually like that, that a lot more than Shadow of Mordor, personally. Um, it's, a, it's a Lord of the Rings game where you kill orcs. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and Hollow Knight, which I have not played, but I hear is it's very, very good. fantastic and hard. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why I have not played it, because I hear it's really hard. Um, so give that a look. If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you are also a Twitch Prime subscriber. You just have to link up that account, and you get mm, three, four, five, six games free every month, plus weird add-ons and DLC, all sorts of groovy stuff. And uh, actually now... As of uh, this weekend, if you are a Twitch Prime subscriber, every month you can subscribe to a Twitch streamer, which as of November 3rd could be Bite Me Podcast because we are now affiliated. So if you want to give that sweet, sweet $5 a month to us, I will take your sweet, sweet $5. Go to twitch.tv slash Bite Me Podcast and just subscribe. Um, while you're there, you may as well pick up uh, Double Cross, Darksiders 2, Death... The definitive edition. Defin- I hate that so much. It's the definitive edition, but it's got death in it. It's gross. Well, one of the characters' names is Death, so. I guess. I hear those are actually pretty good, though. So They are fun. Yeah, give that a go. Planet Alpha, Sword Legacy, colon, Omen, which is dumb. And Turmoil. Like, I don't know if that game's dumb. I just think the name's dumb. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Those are on Twitch Prime. So uh, if you just go to twitch.tv, there's like yeah. a little like drop down. They'll say like, hey, you have new stuff. Yep. So you just have to log into Twitch and then link your Amazon Prime account to it to get those things for free. Uh, uh, the Epic Game Store. Let's see. By the time this is released, you will not be able to get the old ones because they switch out on Thursdays. But that means you will able to pick up Nuclear Throne, which is a very cool game from a dude named Rami who has had a, a massive impact on uh, the video game community. He's a real cool guy. Um, in addition to making video games, he does a lot of speaking about uh, video game outreach uh, within the game community. And he also is the creator of Press Kit, which means nothing to anyone unless you've ever tried to get a press kit for a video game, like when you get download right. uh, movies and screenshots and figure out what it's a game about, which makes my life significantly easier nearly every single day. <laughs> so thank you, Rami. Um, the guy who did the soundtrack for that game also has a dog that looks identical to my dog. It's very, yeah. very weird. Uh, and you can also get a game called Ruiner, which I've heard of, but I don't know what it's about. So there you go. Humble Bundle Monthly for, let's see, what month is it? November now. November. Um, these are actually the games you'll be able to get uh, the first week of December. I think that's how it works. They come out uh, the first Friday in December. You will be able to get uh, Yakuza Kiwami, which I... Have you ever played a Yakuza game? No, but I've been interested to. <laughs> I have two for free. The only thing that kind of turns me off from them is they're 100% subtitled. They don't... Right. Um, they don't do U.S. voices, which is probably okay, but it's also a lot of reading. So, yeah. I don't know. It'll be fun to play it for free. So, I'm excited to try that. Uh, and then Soul Calibur 6 VI. That's 6, right? Yes. Um, I think you can play as the dude from The Witcher in that. Oh, yeah. I guess. Whatever. Uh, and My Time at Portia, which is a Game Pass game. If you uh, don't have a PC, My Time at Portia is very, very, very good. My brother put like 70 hours into it. <laughs> it's uh, like a... Oh, 
you start in a town and you have to kind get like some Stardew Valley. Yeah, or, like Stardew Valley. You get some sticks and you turn those sticks into a crafting table and then you put some rocks on the crafting table and you turn those into bricks and you build a house and you solve quests and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And uh, I met the developers of it once. They were very nice. So those, it has everything going for it. Right? So if those are your jam, 12 bucks. Um, you guys talked about it uh, last week, week before I when I wasn't here about the changes to Humble Bundle Monthly. Yeah. I would really recommend if you like those games, get into Humble Bundle Monthly now um, because you can lock in that $12 price point instead of the brand new $20 price point. Yeah. So you You'll save eight bucks a month and eventually be able to actually pick which games you want. So maybe that's better. Um, and if you like us, you can always go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble and subscribe. Yes, we get a little bit of a kickback, which I like kickbacks, don't you? Yep. Kickbacks actually sounds kind of bad, though. Like that sounds kind of like maybe we're laundering money via this. We don't do that. No. We just take that money and buy drugs. Anyway, that's not true. We don't do drugs. Many drugs. Anyway, uh, is that it? Yeah. That's other than uh, oh, troll corner. Yeah, we kind of just didn't talk about it until now. So <sighs> I hate these people so much. Yeah. We don't do troll corners very often. It has not been a feature that has come up very often. But this is the most deserving troll corner of maybe all time of all trolls. So extra life was this weekend, and we were all excited. We get in. We we're like, all right, let's go. Let's get all our friends to donate money to us. And we like go out to the Extra Life site to see how it's going, and you can't get to it. And you're like, why can't I get to the Extra Life site? Like, I'm like, maybe they're just being so successful right now. Right. That's that what you would think at first. It's down because there's so many people trying to give money to sick kids at Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And in fact, the problem was is some um, Dylan, give me a give me a, a word that we can say. You're very good at these. What am I like an adjective for a terrible person? A butthead. Yeah, usually they're better than that. It's usually like doo-doo poopy <sighs> yeah, pickle face. Man. But anyway. But I'm so... So angry. I know. Like, <sighs> Anyway, a bunch of them were they're doing... They're just buttheads. Like, buttheads. That's Total it's, buttheads. Um, we're doing what they call a DDoS attack. And what that means is a bunch of stupid hackers hack people's computers and they put these little sleeping programs on their computers and then they uh, one day go like rise up my minions and all of their terrible little sleeper hacker programs try and go to a website all at once and that makes it so people like you and me that actually want to donate money to sick kids can't because there's so many stupid little robots going to it and I don't have any idea like no idea why anyone would want to do that for a video gaming charity I, there's just no part of me that can understand why you would do that, but they did, and it sucks. And it, like, I had a lot of fun, but it really did kind of just ruin it. Yeah, because you couldn't even try to ask for donations because people couldn't donate. Yeah, like, I mean, literally, like I said, we got 125 dollars in donations, like as this podcast started. So today is Wednesday, the sixth. The last day we did fundraising was on the second. Those donations weren't ones that just came through. They were ones that someone tried to do on the first, second, or third mm-hmm. that were only just able to come through now because they've, they've been working on it for right. so long. So it's just a bummer. And like, what kind of stupid head does that yeah, kind of... Stupid head. That's stupid head. Is. Big stupid heads. They're butt fluffers. Yes. So anyway, those people suck and they deserve to live in Troll Corner forever. Fun suckers. They right? suck fun. Anyway, we, uh, we did... F- 
which was about $1,500, $1,300 off of our $5,500 goal. So if you were like, hey, man, I really was going to donate to you, but I just forgot. Because um, I do that all the time. Like my friends will put up like, you know, fundraisers on Facebook. I'm like, oh, man, I was going to do that, but I forgot. And what I really meant is, is every time I saw it, I'm like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. The good news for you is you can be a slacker with uh, Extra Life as long as you put in a donation by the end of this year. It still mm-hmm. counts. So go to Extra Life or actually go to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. You can still make a donation to us and it will make us very happy and maybe try and try and get yeah. some of this bad taste out of our mouth from these these trolly, trolly people that yeah. screwed up Extra Life this year. Either way, they still raised t- over $10 million, which is amazing. So, you know. Whatever. But those people suck. That's what I say. They suck. They suck. Anyway, thank you for listening to us ramble for, as of right now, an hour and 27 minutes. It's a good good amount of time for a podcast, I think. For no news. Yeah. (laughs) Man, we can stretch no news into all sorts of things. The longest of all podcasts. We're very good. Uh, You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. We are also bitemepodcast.com. Or not, we're not .com. Bitemepodcast on all of the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitters. At the Instagram. I'm working very hard on becoming Instagram famous. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bite me podcast. I think I'm going to try and stream more. Yeah. I don't know exactly when, but more. I'm going to so. try to do it again now that I've successfully almost, successfully almost moved. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're actually, actually in your new set place. My computer up again and have that yeah. function. You're having a housewarming this weekend, right? Um, Excellent. If I can. Get it clean, <laughs> hopefully. We're in crunch time. I mean, you gave me an invitation, so I'm coming I, either way. Right. No one. Like, it's going to be close. It's going to be a couple late <laughs> Photo nights. Photo finish. Like two, two and a half late nights here. You can do it. Ready, I got the faith. So. Anyway, yeah, There's you can follow us on Twitch. Um, you can donate to us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, you can uh, buy stuff from us from Humble Bundle at uh, bite me podcast.com slash humble. You can join our Discord. Join our Discord. There's tons of cool people in there at uh, bite me podcast.com slash Discord. You can follow Dylan by going to his house and then being really sneaky and hiding in the bushes. You can. And hope he doesn't notice you. Um, it might not be forever, but you can follow him for a while. Um, eventually he'll block you. And by block you, I mean get a restraining order and have you arrested. Yeah. Or worse. Or worse. <laughs> he might karate chop you. I know some things. You would not know it looking at Dylan, but he is a black belt in karate. It's not true, but absolutely I still not might be able to incapacitate you. I mean, the thing is, he's like means. six and a half feet tall um, and has a wingspan of like 14 feet. Yeah. So I have been told I'm fairly imposing. Yeah, he's I mean, he's not imposing at all because he weighs like 112 pounds, it's but he can punch true. you from a long ways right. away. So, and I have to assume, I don't, I didn't I do. I can kick you in the head real easy. Yeah, I don't, I, super easy. Like, you just super have to lift easy. his knee and he bumps yeah. you right in the nose. So, um, and I have to assume that there's something like elasticy and physicsy about the way you punch people. Like, there's a big wind up and so there's right. a lot of velocity. Yep. Anyway, like, don't. Taller people can throw baseballs faster. Yeah, don't stalk Dylan. But if you do, just watch out, I guess. Yeah. Right? Anyway, thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye, me. Mm-hmm. Right, mate.